here. It's really excited to have guest speaker who are really not uh, unfamiliar to many of us. Uh, Larry and Jean Johnson will be sharing the sermon and the message. Um, they actually were with us from the very beginnings of the church. Uh, the first meeting that we had in 2003, the Lord led them sovereignly from China, even though they're Americans, from China uh, to Vancouver. They are farmers by profession. God called them out from Iowa in their 40s, and they have been faithfully serving uh, in the mission field and doing great things. Some of you might be new to Larry and Jean, so you're going to get a wonderful, wonderful presentation. But I just want to say that um, it seems like the, the moons and the stars have aligned because the Garretts and the Johnsons are in the same row. So, you know, this is really the Hall of Fame that's in our mind. I'd like both couples, Steve, if you could just stand. Let's give them a round of applause. And I, I'm not just saying that to flatter them. I, I truly believe these are Hall of Fame, servants of God, and the things that they do, only heaven can tell. And I know they're sort of up close, but in heaven, we're going to be so many far seats behind them. They're going to have rewards beyond rewards. So Larry and Jean, please come on up. We love you. Thank you, Pastor Rich and saints in the Lord. This is home. What more can I say? that we are just so thankful that God called us here. and You have a wonderful pastor. I just want to encourage you to, to uh, just gleam off of what he has for you and what he says and the insight and wisdom that he ha him and Mimi have. So yes. just uh, God sent you the best. Amen. So enjoy Amen. it and be sure and take on what, what he's taken on. Yeah. <laughs> Catch his vision. Hallelujah. Well, uh, I probably should tell a little bit about our background. How many of you have never seen us before? Quite a few people. Well, like Pastor Rich said, I was a farmer, and, and uh, I got born again at an early age of 16, and I was so excited about it, I ran up and down the road and told everybody. And, and because I didn't have a place like this to have fellowship with, I kind of fell back and my dad was a farmer, so I wanted to be a rich farmer. That was what was up here. And, and I didn't leave my old bad habits behind. I drug them along with me after I was born again. And, uh, but when I got to be 30, I was still smoking, drinking, and I could tell just as dirty stories as anybody else. And, uh, but I was out behind the barn working, but God had begun to deal with my life. And I... Uh, all of a sudden, it was just like uh, I came to a, a point, and I was out scooping manure, <laughs> kind of a smelly subject, but uh, the Lord just spoke to my heart, Larry, you're straddling the fence. You either get on one side, or I'll get on the other, or I'll rip you right up the middle. So, knowing, being a farmer knowing what them barbed wires looked like, they were even bigger, I decided that it was time to serve him. So I fell on my knees. I was delivered from smoking, drinking, and swearing. Didn't have much conversation for quite a while, but I was learning. <laughs> and, uh, but uh, I was baptized in the Holy Ghost and began to speak in tongues. And I knew that day 
that we were supposed to serve the Lord full time. I was 30 years old, and every year I'd cry out to God, when's it going to be? And maybe when you get to be 50, about 50. and You know, you, you gather up a lot of garbage. It, sometimes it takes a long time to get rid of it. But, but I was just thankful that God seen my heart and uh, allowed us to go into serving him. So, And we're all serving together. Praise God for that. And glory to God. Ah. Uh, if you have your Bibles with you, uh, let's go to uh, Matthew 25, starting with verse 14. This is kind of a long, long story, but I know that you're all familiar with it, and uh, so we'll start with there. 25, 14 in Matthew. For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. And to one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to his own ability. And immediately he went on a journey. Then he, then he who had received the five talents went and added with them and made another five talents. And likewise, he who had received two, gained two more. But he who had received the one went and dug in the ground and hid the Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. So he who had five talents came and brought another five talents and saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I have gained five more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. He, he also who had received two talents came and said, Lord, you have delivered to me two talents. Look, I have gained two more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many, many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Then he who had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew that you'd be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. And I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, there you look, there you have what is yours. But, his, but the Lord answered and said to him, You wicked and lazy servant, you know that I reaped where I had not sown and gathered where I had not scattered seed. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers and 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 at my coming, I would have received back my own interest. Therefore, take the talent from him and give it to him who has ten talents. For, the, for to, every, to everyone who has, more will be given, and he who will have abundance. But from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away. Hallelujah. Uh, and uh, 
Here we're all given talents. But, you know, we aren't given anything beyond what's our ability. Isn't that great that God doesn't expect any more out of you or me than what he's given us? He knows our abilities. He created us from the beginning anyway. But he created each and every one of us with a talent or talents so that his kingdom can be built. We're all kingdom builders, but we all want to use the talents that he's given us. And, uh, but we need to, there were some things that came to my mind out of this. It's, number one is that you need to know your talent. You need to know the gift that God has given you. Amen. And you need to build on it. You know, it's, it's easy to coast through life and uh, not be challenged. And, uh, but sometimes we just need to build on what God has given us. Amen. We need to just do it. <laughs> like uh, one man was getting counselor or he went to his pastor for counseling, and, and uh, he was having family problems, and, and he just spoke up and said, if my wife would just do what I say do, there'd be peace in my house. So <laughs> I've tried to tell that to my wife. But <laughs> she doesn't pay any attention. But, uh, but anyway, just so <laughs> and just, just do what you can do. Amen. And expect... Expansion. Expect more talents to be added to you. And, uh, but be a builder. Be a wise builder. There was a man that built his house on a, on a rock. And this is in uh, Matthew 7, 24. Matthew 7, verse 24. It says, Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who builds his house on a rock. And the rains descend, the floods come, and the winds blew and beat on that house. And it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them, he will be like a foolish man who builds his house on the sand. The rains descended, the floods come, and the winds blew, and beat on that house, and it fell, and the great was its fall. And here, Kevin and Julia, they have been through the storm, but you know, they built their house on a good foundation. They built their house on a rock so that they could survive that storm. I mean, uh, man, I'm glad God called us out of China. <laughs> I really am, but it, but those that have to stay, and, and there's a reason for it, and uh, God's built character out of both of you and has a message for you to carry throughout the world, so God bless. Just do it. Just do it, yeah, and, uh, but I want to encourage you that you all have a talent. There's one talent given to you for sure, and that's in 2 Corinthians. 5, verse 18 it says now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation that is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself not imputing their trespasses to them and has committed to us 
the word of reconciliation. Now then, now then, you are ambassadors for Christ. As though God were pleading through us, we employ you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Ah, well, with that, uh, we'll just share a little bit with, about what Will goes all about and uh, where God's taken us. And, and, uh, but first of all, I'd just like to say that we have been married for 55 years. And, uh, and I'm still in the learning process. It isn't about do what I say do. It's about being sensitive to what her needs are and what she really needs. That's Men, we have a job. I'm a big job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, glory. No, we, we just need to treat our wives like they're the best. And uh, I have the best. So we met at an early age, and she didn't like me at first, so... God really had to deal with her. But, <laughs> but, you know, God had a plan for us to be kingdom builders, and he put us together, and, and we've enjoyed each other more, I think, in the past years than what we did in the beginning years. We had to wrestle to make everything work then, but <laughs> now we just enjoy each other. So, Hallelujah. praise God. Hallelujah. Well, how... How many times am I going to say hallelujah? That's about all I can. I, I'm just so thankful to be here. And um, wow. You know, the first time we met Rich was downtown Vancouver. A man had given us his name, and we called him. And we honestly, Pastor Rich, we didn't expect, any, didn't expect anybody to show up. Oh, my goodness, when he came and our spirits just meshed. It was truly God's divine hand. And um, we don't have time to tell all the ways that Five Stones and Pastor Rich and his connections have helped us. Uh, but God knows and God sees, and we are very thankful. Yesterday, we had our board meeting here because Pastor Rich and Mimi are on our board. And I heard a sound yesterday, and I told it to Pastor Rich, too. But I hear it still. Even when I walked in this morning, I hear the sound of a mighty army. Mm. I hear the sound of the army of the Lord. It's coming from this place. And the thing that is so amazing that I hear in this song is unity. I hear like, like soldiers in an infantry line. They're all in sync. And I believe that today you are seeing and experiencing more sync with the body of Christ here in this place and all over the world than ever before. And the armies, the sound is glorious. Mm. And the enemy knows, we're coming, you're coming. Amen. It's a sound. So thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Well, as Larry said, we'll, oh, goodness sakes, I suppose we're supposed to close here pretty quick. <laughs> all righty. And just a quick background. We just got back. I think it was April 1st. It was a good day for us. It wasn't a fool's day. But we got back from our trip to Liberia where we've been working for 10 years. 
and we graduated our first set of students, 45 of them from the Bible school, and it just goes with our mission statement. Finally, you know, you could be in missions for, this is our 27th year of full-time missions, and sometimes the, the statements and the missions that you plan from the beginning, Larry wrote the mission statement in 1991, and we're seeing more of it come to pass. Well, will go is based on Isaiah 6, 8, whom shall I send and who will go for, for me? And we said, we will go. And as Larry said, we're, we're not the big talent people. Hopefully we have a half a talent, <laughs> I'm not, but we are, we're willing to go. Um, we like to find a need and fill it and let that be the platform to preach the gospel. And this is our will go statement, mission statement that we... Uh, that we created, that we spoke in 1991. It says, we will go throughout the whole world proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ to all people, training disciples to do the work of the ministry, so they will go. And we're based right now in Canada, and we're doing a lot of work in Detroit. Detroit is like another country in itself, really. Um, you know, I'm so thankful to hear of all the prayer meetings you're having here, and I mean, it's just awesome. When we're at prayer in Detroit with the body of Christ, you hear prayers like, thank you, Lord, nobody in my family got shot this week. Thank you, Lord, nobody went to prison in my family this week. Thank you, Lord, that my kids all went to school and came home this week. Unbelievable, just un unbelievable. What you're looking at is our work here in um, West Vancouver, actually from Richmond. We're still feeding the homeless and working with First Nations and many other groups of people. And some of you are helping with that too. We're so thankful. Well, this is Detroit, and Larry has his arms around Sister Little John. This little lady has no living males. They've either all been shot or the last one is in prison. But yet she loves God, works tirelessly with a Forgotten Harvest, and that's what we're a part of too. And when we're there, we um, always go, Larry gives a good message, and we pray for people. But we give toilet paper. We make sure they have toilet paper every time. And we've gotten kisses for toilet paper. I mean, you know, the food banks are food banks, no paper products. Oh, it's just something God told us to do. The fire truck on the left, Larry found at a garage sale and in our carnivals, that was the big prize. They loved it. Hallelujah. Well, we're working um, in Pakistan. Uh, we're just starting. Um, we'll just see where God takes that. We're helping with a small school for about 40 kids, and it's, it's, like a, a bio, it's kind of like a um, Bible school, and they teach reading and math. And I, do, I do a message over Skype oh, yeah, uh, that's to right. them, too. Mm -hmm. Well, we are going to take you to Cuba. We've been there since 2016, and actually, in two weeks, we'll have our sixth trip there. Uh, Maida, a lady that's working with us, just got another visa, so hallelujah. And this is Havana, the capital, and we do work in Douglas, Las Tunas, Hogan, Gardenas, and San Santiago. So this is Douglas. It's a very countryside place. And if you want to look it up on the map, 
Even Google doesn't know where S is. <laughs> so lots of luck. We had a ministry to... <laughs> <laughs> we'll take you there. <laughs> we ministry, it was the first time to have a pastor's conference in that area. And we love the man we're working with, Pastor Alex, because he's, very, um, he's a very good organizer. And we had Orthodox, Baptist, and other non-denominationals. And here's their water supply that uh, they come and get their water from there and, and run it all over the, the place. <laughs> so Amen. that's their running water. There's no tables or chairs. Unfortunately, when you have a conference there, your banquet is in the banana trees. There's this, is, a, this is where they cook their, their meals outside and yeah. just have fellowship one with another. And they never dreamed, he said he never dreamed that he'd have a toilet. And so he asked us if we could send some money for him to build a bathroom and, because they were going to have a pastor's conference there. So... We thought that'd be a good idea. Beans, we were going there too, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a great idea. You should have seen the other one. Oh, my goodness. Oh, this is Pastor Alex. We love him. And uh, we're actually eating from our own micro enterprise project. Um, what, three years? In 2016? In 2016, we went and. This man had built a chicken coop. Can you imagine? A chicken coop, but he didn't have any chickens. So he did it by faith, and uh, am I on? Or? Oh, okay. Uh, so he did it by faith, and we were able to buy him 100 chickens, and he sold that 100 chickens, and he's bought some more chickens. And this was the last of one of the micro-enterprise projects that we <laughs> were able to feast on. Amen. He, did, he roasted it outside over a bonfire. This is Unia's new kitchen. And when you look at it, you, you, you might think, oh my goodness. Well, she cooked outdoors before this kitchen, so she was so very, very grateful. She's a beautiful woman of God. Look what she did in that kitchen between him. Uh, we're just so humbled. It's just humbling. My goodness, that's why we never get any thinner, it seems like. <laughs> Hallelujah. And, of course, they don't have any games, so we thought, uh, what kind of a game can we have that we could all get involved in and wouldn't have to talk too much? So <laughs> Jenga uh, came to our spirit, and we bought a, took a couple of Jengas over, and mm -hmm. they really loved that. Amen. And here's this young lady uh, with the doll. My granddaughter decided she wanted to give up one of her dolls, so we took... So she took, we took the doll over, and it just so happened that she's 18 years old, this girl, and has never had a doll. And the doll ended up looking just about like her. And uh, then our grandson do donated the... I think it, it's called Fidget Spinner. Fidget Spinner. <laughs> and uh, then, of course, we have a, a group of people from Minnesota that make these cars, and they uh, put a stamp on it in Spanish that says, I am, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Pass them out throughout uh, Cuba. But Alex is asking us to come back with the team, I don't know if you'd be interested, to bring toys. He said none of the children in that area, many, many children have not even one toy. Unbelievable, huh? This is Cuba. Well, from the countryside to the city, this is Las Tunas. It's not a big city, but we've done conferences there since 2016, and 
Larry is, God is just so faithful to give a word for healing, even, even in Cuba, he's the same God, right? <laughs> oh, and we did this year, our theme for the women's conference was God's girl based on Proverbs 31. Mm-hmm. It was just fun, a worship time too, and oh, the ladies were so grateful, you can't imagine what they were happy for. We took uh, uh, like a devotion pad or that they could write on, and a pen. They and said, they said they had been praying that somebody would bring them a pen. Now imagine that, praying that somebody would bring them a pen. Hallelujah. Well, it was neat. We had 130 ladies, and we only bought 130 sets. So yeah, God all is so out. faithful. Oh, so we continue to try to help explore ways to help the church be self-sufficient. So these are some of the ways Organic farming, we actually visited a place where a a man is doing that, and we're hoping to duplicate that. He sells flowers, and everybody loves flowers, right? So we're taking some of the expertise. And one community didn't have any drinking water. Uh, The government would bring a truck around once a month or maybe twice a month, and they had just their little containers, so they were always out of water. So they asked if we wouldn't consider buying them a water tank. Mm -hmm. So that was able to give the whole community water till the truck come again. So it's actually a church ministry. Isn't that pretty cool? People come for actual living water from the church, physically and spiritually. Well, conferences are always a good thing. In Gardeness, we had a marriage conference for 21 people, and they were from very young to old. And um, Larry's favorite saying is, happy wife, happy life. So... (laughs) And how true it is. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we also did a seminar on communications, actually borrowed from our uh, seminars we used to do in China. And it's, um, we had many, many, I think about 45 leaders from the community attended. That's Maida on Larry's right. And Walk with Jesus was our theme this year. And, you know, that's just what we all want to do, right? Walk with Jesus. It was... uh, Powerful. Well, we're trying to assist the body of Christ, and to do that, God brings some really special people. This is Maida, who's fluent in Spanish, very environmentally conscious. She's in Wisconsin as we speak, running another marathon, and uh, she has really helped us to look more clearly at self-sustaining projects and biblically-based healthy lifestyles. Mm-hmm. So she does exercise classes and recipes for the tummy and the face. (laughs) And we joined the Havana Marathon. Now, Larry and I didn't actually run in it. I guess that's no surprise, right? (laughs) We were the encouragers. Run a little faster. Come on. (laughs) You can do it. You can do it. Well, it is an evangelistic outreach. We had the children or youth of the church They made signs in English and in Spanish, and they placed them along the route. And what a ministry. We had no idea. We're the only ones with signs. If you go to Boston or New York, you know, people are encouraging all along the way. That is not the same thing in Cuba. They run silently by themselves. So our posters just stood out like a like a flag, I guess. And we had two men come to us personally and say, I had never seen the name of Jesus in print for 50 years until today. Thank you. 
Oh. And when they started the race, they started it with the wheelchairs going out. And, and it wasn't any more in about three minutes. They turned everybody else loose. And I thought, oh, my goodness, what's going to happen to these people on the wheelchair? But eventually they came around and got there <laughs> along with everybody else. Oh, praise God. We just had a new door open in Bayamo, Cuba. Um, birth disabilities did not limit their love for God or his work. The pastors are the, the little lady in pink in the wheelchair and her husband. They actually met at a camp for the disabled in Cuba, fell in love, and started a ministry again out in the middle of nowhere. Um, Maida went there herself by a cow cart. I mean, I only have seen that not often. So she had to go in the back of a cow cart to get there. But she said it was amazing, and she's going back in July. Mm -hmm. So we'll just give you an update maybe next year or the year after. Blessing the church is in multiple ways, always children's things. We love doing children's days. This was a marriage. Honestly, in Cuba, in 50 years, they haven't had Christian marriages since Castro. Yes, in their hearts, they're Christian marriages. But to have, be able to have a church service. So they ask, we'll go, would you, <laughs> would you like to put on a wedding? Of course, we would love it, you know. <laughs> so praise God, this blessing. So they, uh, uh, they hadn't been to the, what they call, the, it's kind of like a, there's a channel, and then they have a cannon over the channel to, for the ships coming into the country. And uh, so they have a cannon shoot every, every night at 8 o'clock. And uh, a lot of the people in the church had never been there before, so they decorated the school bus. And we went down there to the, to the, to the cannon shoot, and we had praise and worship for about an hour. And then we had a message there and right out in the open. And... Uh, we were wondering how that could be in a communist country, but it just they have just found that church has just found favor to be able to do that. So this is a window in a Cuba. Window in time. And yeah. we have no idea how long this window will stay open. So we are really making grand efforts there. This is I does anybody speak Spanish here? Quisanera, is no. that how you pronounce that? Thank you. Yeah. But here's a young lady that uh, she just became 15, and that's a very special time in Cuba. She becomes a lady, and uh, it's uh, really a celebration. And the lady in the black had lost her husband. This was her daughter, and uh, so they asked us for help to do the celebration for her 15th birthday, but her husband was working on the church. The roof fell down and killed him, and they have two other children, and so... It's, uh, we were able to help her on a monthly basis also. Hallelujah. Well, so this is your invitation. Come to Cuba. We'd love to have you. This is a team that was from Fort Dodge. These are some supplies. Oh, and I just want to bring your attention to one of them, and that is silverware. We had made our third trip, and they said, well, we're so sorry to tell you this or to ask you this, but could you bring silverware? You may not have been aware that we only have one piece of silverware for each of our family members. So when you come, we go to our neighbors and borrow their silverware, and then they don't have anything to eat with. Yeah, so. Oh, we were like, oh my gosh, we have been there. This is our third time, and now you just now tell us this? So hallelujah. Silverware is, uh, is wonderful. 
Well, this is a quote by John Wesley. I think you all know it. It says, do all the good you can, by, by all the, the means, means you, you can, can, in all the ways you can, in, in all, all the, the places, places you can, can, at all the times you can, to all the people you can, as long as ever, ever you, you can. can. Hallelujah. Well, we're switching back to Liberia, West Africa. And we put this man's picture in. He looks quite fierce. And actually, he's a fantastic leader in his area. His family is, he's the tribal chief, and his family owns much land. And we didn't even realize it till this time that he's the one that donated all the land for the school. So we thank you for him and thank God for him. And if you caught it in the video, we're sitting there and and that's a big stick of sugar cane, and he has a huge bunch of bananas. And he stood in front of Larry, and he pounded the stick, and he said, if you'll continue to stand tall for God, he'll bring much fruit. fruit. And so, he handed that yeah. big branch of bananas to us. He's a wonderful man of God. Well, it and was a, Go ahead, honey. And this is the beginning of the school that we started over there. It's a huge project. This is kind of the planting of the flag. It was officially opened just a short time ago. This little girl was voted queen of the class. So, <laughs> Hallelujah. They are, we feel like they are our kids. We're going to need more sponsors because currently we are feeding almost 700 kids in our other two schools, but this fall we'll add another 300. So, hallelujah. God knows. This is Monrovia, Liberia. That's the capital, in case you didn't um, know. This was the first school that was built. And it's built amongst the poorest of the poor. If you have absolutely no money, you gather, gather the scraps you have and sit on the beach. There's two reasons. You can bathe and go to the restroom in the ocean, and you can get some fish. So here we are. Um, that school was built, and these are some of our kids. It blessed our hearts because two years ago, we taught them the heart song, and they sang it back to us. Yeah. Hallelujah. Well, and the, this is the wall they asked us to build, uh, kind of like a seawall. And uh, the, you can see the ocean there, how it came up. And when we first went there and built the school, the ocean was actually out about three-fourths of a mile or close yeah. to a mile. And now it's coming up right next door, and they had a tsunami, so it came in and... Uh, just about next. took our school out, just about. But God. And so when the government saw that we, what puny little thing we were doing with $5,000 that was to pay for cement to go in that wall, they had been talking for years that they were going to start the rock wall. Well, they started it. They stepped up big time, and hallelujah, that's just outside our school. Yeah, and that's only about half. It'll be probably twice that size when they get done to hold the water back. This is Sino Connie. This was the We're kind of going backwards. You saw the third school. Now this is the second school. Um, we pay for the teachers to go there, so that's why more children want to come. In Liberia, the the government schools are supposed to be paid for by the, te by the government, but in fact, they're not. So children go to school, and then they have to go back home because the teachers aren't there. So our schools are gaining more and more students because we raise funds to pay the teachers 
And so they come. And when the teachers don't get paid, they go out and do uh, bush hunting. They gather yep. their meat by uh, uh, just going out to the woods. Yeah. So they're putting up another stick, uh, stick building. And then just two years ago, we started the Wilgo School of Ministry. And that's one of our classrooms. It was a joy. Hallelujah. I tell you, it's hotter than hot over there, but uh, God gave us the strength to carry on. <laughs> the robe makes a good big hanky, you know. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, the exciting part is that we graduated these students, and some of them have already committed to open branch Bible schools. So that's in Santa and 15 Gate, Kakata. That's the Iron Ore District. So please pray with us. May God's mercy and grace abide in the nation of Liberia. May generations to come know him and his love for them. May God help us to help them and bring new hope for their future. And um, if you didn't get one of these in the mail, if you want a card, um, we have these, we could, the, I just want to tell you what the picture is. You know, deep in our hearts, Chinese people will always be there. So we're in Cuba. We're in Cuba and we're in Havana and we walk along the street. And what do you think I'm looking at? That's the Chinese church in Havana, Cuba. They invited us in and so we just, we took this picture, it's a cross on their gate, and right through that cross is the cross of Jesus. So we just want to close with this scripture. It says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Hebrews 12, 2. Hallelujah. Well, God bless, and uh, thank you again, Pastor Rich and Mimi, for Amen. your love for us and for the nations. Yes. God bless. Hallelujah. Just stay up here. We're going to pray for you here. A couple of very, very quick closing comments. Number one, when I grow up, I want to be like Larry and Jean. Number two... Really? <laughs> I'll work on it. Number two, they accomplish more in a year than I'll accomplish in my lifetime. And um, it, you know, the exceeding fruitfulness, this is not fruitfulness, this is exceeding fruitfulness. And we can go on and on and talk about how this comes about, but it comes down to this obedience. You walk in obedience to God, and He will cause the harvest to grow and grow and grow. And I just love the fact that they get up here and they just share the little stories, but it's that obedience and hearing from God. So here you have miracles that are breaking out in our midst. Seems so natural because it is so natural to Jesus, right? And if you were to look up in the Bible or in the dictionary what it says about being salt and light, you'll see a picture of Larry and Jean. They are just a blessing, a salt to the earth, and light to the world. So John, can you come up? We're going to pray for them. Actually, Kevin and Julia, can you also join us? We'd like to just... Uh, extend your hand um, as we close and pray for them.
Father God, these guys are warriors, and Lord, we just pray, Lord, that you continue to just pour your blessing over them, and Father God, we just pray that as they go, Lord, that they continue to bring people along with them as they go, and Father God, I just pray, Lord, that you continue to strengthen their ministry, continue to strengthen their hearts, can strengthen their spirit, Lord, encourage them with your blessing, encourage them with all that they pour out into all these different countries in Liberia and Cuba and China, uh, and the list continues to go on in, in Detroit. And Father God, I just pray that even though um, they may feel tired, Lord, that you are not tired and your spirit will continue to help them persevere. So Father God, we just stand with these warriors of yours. We stand with these soldiers. We stand uh, with these faithful people that you have called. Uh, and Lord, we just ask that you just continue to use them uh, continue to bless them and let them be a blessing wherever they go so that they may be able to preach your gospel and that your glory be known in everywhere that they step foot in. Lord, we thank you and pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. So, Father, we just thank you this morning, God, for what you're doing through our brother and sister. Uh, Lord, we're so touched. We're deeply grateful. We're thankful, God, that you have called them to just be part of this family. No matter where they are, Father God, we have them deep in our hearts. And as John prayed, oh God, watch over them, keep them, cause them, Father God, to be fruitful. Continue, Father, to just let them shine and inspire people wherever they go. We give you praise and glory this morning. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Have a great day. We'll see you next week.